Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Stay tuned. Deliverance is next. Parental discretion is advised. Live worldwide. Deliverance with your host, Jay Bartlett. For the next half hour, Jay will be exploring the unknown, the strange, the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance. Jackie and her family had endured nearly two years of demonic activity. And they desperately wanted some help. So they contacted someone in Connecticut who apparently listened to my worldwide radio broadcast. They encouraged Jackie to get a hold of me, which they did. We spoke on the phone a few times, and she explained some of the strange things that were occurring in her home, including the disappearance of objects. A sofa levitating, loud thumps during the night, human waste being placed all over their home, hearing voices and screams in the middle of the night, seeing ghosts, furniture being placed outside their home, and many other paranormal activity. They sense the devil in their home. Jackie's not alone, unfortunately. Jackie's family is not alone. For there are millions in our day around this globe that are suffering from demonic attacks, personally and in their dwelling place, in their home, in their apartment, wherever they might live. And many of these dear people, many of these precious souls are experiencing nights of terror. Many of these dear people are not even able to sleep. Because the hauntings are so intense and so aggressive, sleep evades them. So many souls experiencing nights of terror, being terrorized in their very own homes by unseen demonic forces, though at times they are seen, manifesting in the forms of a monster, of a ghost, of an alien. 
And these dear people need to be reached with the love and power of Jesus Christ. And we are going to counter the nights of terror with hope, love, power, and joy found in the Lord Jesus Christ on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'm Jay Bartlett, and I'll be here for the next half hour exploring the unknown, the strange, and the supernatural. Ready or not, you're about to experience deliverance, my friends. Hey, what's up? This is Michael Tate with another story of a Jesus freak from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Voice of the Martyrs is still sorting out an unsettling turn of events in Indonesia involving a 58-year-old Christian man who was convicted of blaspheming Islam. When Antonius Bawengen received the maximum five years in prison for distributing literature that allegedly spread hatred of Islam, the sentence was protested by more than a thousand people. But the protesters were not demanding a more lenient sentence. They wanted Antonius to be killed. To punctuate their demands, the mob attacked police with stones and set two churches on fire. For specific ways to support and pray for Christians in Indonesia, go online to persecution.com. Hey, what's up? This is Toby Mack with news of another real-life Jesus freak. It's 2nd century Rome. Justin Martyr is a respected pagan philosopher. But seeing Christians willingly die for their faith consumes him with curiosity. So he reads the scriptures and converts. He even opens a school of Christian philosophy in Rome. As his last act, Justin offers his martyrdom as a witness for Christ, saying, For though we are beheaded and crucified, we do not forsake the confession of our faith. But the more things of this kind which happen to us, the more are there others who become believers through the name of Jesus. For more on the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. concerned for Jackie and prayed about visiting this precious family. So after a few days of prayer, we were convinced we needed to help. So we made plans to take the journey down to their hometown and stay the night and battle the demons that were tormenting this family. Confront the nights of terror with the power of the risen name of Jesus Christ. Now, upon arrival to the home, we found it. It was a beautiful, stunning place that was set upon a hill overlooking the city. The home was set back from the street on a two-acre, beautiful wooden lot. I mean, you would often see deer roaming around, and we 
just simply found the place to be majestic. And the family was very welcoming and looked forward with great anticipation for deliverance. Now, Jackie, a a divorced parent of two children, Jackson, age 15, and Julie, age 12, lived with her two elderly parents, William, age 85, and Mary, age 79. It was truly remarkable to see this family still intact through all the battles they endured over the past few months of extreme, extreme demonic activity. Now, Jackie led my wife and I on a tour of the home. Room after room, she shared some of the strange, eerie experiences, some of the paranormal happenings over the many months. But it seemed the two rooms that were experiencing the worst demonic activity were the library and the parents' upstairs bedroom. Now, after passing through the threshold of the upstairs bedroom, I immediately sensed an oppressive evil spirit in the room. It was that tangible, my friends. I mean, it would literally make chills go up, up and down your spine. It took your breath away, literally. Well, after the tour of the home, they prepared a dinner for all of us. And during dinner, the 15-year-old shared how he had been feeling oppressed for many months and was plagued by blasphemous thoughts, especially during church service. Immediately, I felt a check in my spirit, a red flag, about what he had been experiencing. And I asked him if he'd be willing after dinner to allow us to pray over him. And he consented. So Jackson, his mother, my wife, and I went upstairs to talk to the 15-year-old. Within minutes, my friend, uh, praying, Jackson began to come under tremendous, intense spiritual attack, and he began to cry. Jackson, what is wrong? There is a voice in my head, Jay, telling me to kill the both of you tonight. It's telling me to put your bed on fire using some fire fluid. He replied, I continued to pray, and the demons again reacted. This time, Jackson went down on his knees and began to share that the voices were telling him to break the lava lamp that was which, which, which was behind me and use the broken pieces to injure me. So we just persisted in prayer, finally commanding the demonic voices to leave in the authority of Jesus Christ. They not only listened, but they obeyed and left. Jackson was free and liberated from the demonic oppression that he had been personally experiencing all these years. Well, it was well after midnight, and we were all gathered downstairs just talking when we heard a loud thump in a home that actually shook the house violently. These loud thumps had been the most unnerving thing, according to Jackie. And I would have to concur. Those loud thumbs, to this day, I remember those loud thumbs. It, was just a ma- it wasn't just a matter of a, hearing a strange noise. There was a demonic uh, dynamic to it, a demo- demonic dimension to the sound that made it that much more unnerving. The thumping, the, the, the extreme violent thumping was eerie. It was troubling to the spirit. It was dark. It was demonic. Well, soon thereafter, 
carrying these loud thumbs. William moaned and groaned. The 15-year-old son and I ran upstairs to find that the demons had placed what appeared to be human waste under his sheet covers. Jay, I'm so glad you're here to see all this. Now you know we're not crazy. I replied by stating that I did believe him and shared that there is a solution to all these weird supernatural things occurring in the home. Later on, we heard a few more thumps during the night. It was a night of terror. It was unnerving, to say the least. But we drew strength in knowing that Jesus Christ was with us, and he was. And his power was manifested in our very own lives. We did not run in fear. We did not cower in the battle. We did not run away afraid. We stood our ground in the authority of the Lord Jesus Christ. By his blood we have power. By his shed blood on the cross, my friends. Well, soon thereafter... That first night, Jackie shared that the kids were sometimes being translocated from one location to another. In fact, in one instance, the demons transported the children instantaneously from the house to different locations in their neighborhood. Now, this demonic act of translocation is a supernatural deed the devil uses to instill fear and horror in the family. To bring about nights of terror. Now, in the book of Acts, my friends, we read of God transporting the evangelist Phil from one location to another for the ministry of the gospel. You could check that out in Acts chapter 8. Satan often mimics God's miracles in an attempt to carry out some devilish deeds, so he, he too can carry trans, transport people for his, his very purposes. Now, Jackie also shared that the demons began to intensify the evil supernaturalism with the hopes of bringing greater havoc in the family. One night, for example, the spirits toilet papered the entire house, all 5,000-plus square feet of it. Another night, the demons used the family's phone to call people they knew and to threaten them. Though we were seeing personal victories, the haunting persisted, so we planned to travel again to the home. So on this second visit, all hell broke loose. All hell broke loose on our second visit to the home. Furniture were being thrown about in the upstairs bedroom. Hammers were being thrown by the spirits who were breaking windows. The spirits would even mute the sound of the breaking of the window. And the house was shaking violently and thumping as ever. Furthermore, in a span of about an hour, the spirits had picked up a plunger, a candle, a toilet bowl cover, a metal lock box, and tipped over two nightstands three different times. And Elizabeth and I, my wife and I, actually saw a dresser being moved in front of an upstairs window and heard it being moved. I mean, that night ended with a spirit whispering to me in the guest bedroom after having retired for the day. But like I said, through all this, God protected us, and the evil spirits did not harm us. We were, however, greatly concerned about the demonic forces operating in the home and knowing that these dear, these dear family members were suffering from these nights of terror. So in our first two visits, we began to discern several doorways that allowed the demons, the evil spirits, 
access to the home. We quickly dealt with the doorways and closed them in the name of Jesus. On top of that, I had the honor to lead a couple of the family members to Jesus Christ. Though the haunting of the home persisted, spiritual victories were being achieved. And God, that's how God, that's the pattern, God. God is more concerned about people than an actual home. God is concerned about your home, but he's more concerned about bringing about a salvation of a precious soul. Seeing a soul born again into his kingdom. And that is the most important thing that needs to begin. If you are experiencing nights of terror, the solution is, if you do not know the Lord Jesus Christ, is to surrender to him. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. There is hope, there is love, there is joy, compassion, tender mercies, forgiveness, eternal life in the Lord Jesus Christ. And perhaps you're listening to this live global radio presentation. And we, we are so blessed and fortunate to have listeners throughout this world. And when we, when we open up the phone lines in previous broadcasts, we have had people call in wanting to commit their life to Jesus Christ, wanting to be delivered from demons. We've performed live exorcisms on air. We have seen, seen a number of people healed physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ. So perhaps you're listening in tonight. This subject, this topic intrigues you. Perhaps it goes deeper than that. Perhaps you are experiencing nights of terror. You're experiencing various paranormal activity in your home, on your property, in your family. You are being horribly attacked by evil spirits. Dark forces of Satan has descended upon your very home. And you're wondering, what, what can I do to stop this, these nights of terror? I'm here to tell you the power of Jesus Christ is the answer. The scripture tells us in Colossians chapter 1. He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For by him all things were created that are in heaven that are on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or principalities or powers, all things were created through him and for him. And he is before all things. And in him all things consist. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he may have the preeminence. He has the preeminence. I'm here to tell you tonight, my friends who are listening around this world. We have listeners on nearly every continent of this, of this world. I'm here to declare that Jesus Christ has preeminence. The King Jesus Christ is Lord. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. And you're listening to this broadcast tonight. I want you to know that you do not have to fear these things, these powers of darkness. We have the power, the preeminence power of Jesus Christ living within us. He that is in us is greater than he that is in the world. The power of Jesus Christ is greater. And you can experience that power. 
by coming to the cross where he shed his blood, where he took upon your sin, your fear, your infirmities, your curses, so you could be free and liberated and healed. And then he was buried. But God the Father raised Jesus Christ from the grave. And Jesus is coming back very soon. I do not know the time or day. But the scripture clearly teaches he is coming back. He's coming back visibly and physically. And he will conquer forevermore. And he will reign forevermore. And my friends, you can begin a relationship, a loving relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. The scripture says about Concerning Jesus Christ, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him. Jesus Christ wants to come into you even now. There's not enough good works you could do to, uh, to muster, to, to gain God's favor. God loves you as you are, and he'll forgive you. He'll pour his very power in your life so you can overcome these nights of terror that you've been experiencing. I want you to pray with me. We must repent. Jesus says, unless you repent, you will likewise perish. Repent, turn from your sins, renounce the devil in the name of Jesus Christ. And God will bless you. He will fill you with the Holy Spirit in his very presence. I want you to simply pray with me. Just say, Lord Jesus Christ, I acknowledge I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sins. I renounce the devil in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Fill me instead of fear with faith, with love, with joy, with peace, with power. Jesus, I go to your cross. I embrace your blood. I embrace your resurrection power. And I invite you to come into my life. Give me new life, eternal life from this day forward. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Now, if you prayed that simple prayer, that powerful, most powerful prayer, the prayer of salvation, beginning a new life with him, I want you to email me at j at jbartlett.org, j-a-y at jbartlett.org, so I can send a, a free New Testament your way. So you can be encouraged, strengthened, edified, strengthened by God's Word. Be sure to give me your mailing address. I'll get that New Testament out to you as soon as possible. My friends, there is power in the name of Jesus. There's much more to the story. There's much more that you need to know about Nights of Terror on tonight's edition of Deliverance. I'll be back after this brief intermission.
Toby Mack with a story of real-life Jesus Freak from The Voice of the Martyrs. Yoon was an eager and curious teenager in China in the 1950s. When he heard about a book that told how to get to heaven, Yoon walked 35 miles to read it. As a new believer, he walked from village to village sharing the gospel. When the police tried to arrest him, Yoon recalled reading in 1 Samuel 21 that David had once pretended to be crazy to escape his enemies. So Yoon did the same thing, making such a spectacle that the police laughed and let him go. Yoon would later be arrested and tortured for his faith, but he would always remain crazy for Jesus. For more from The Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Legal grounds 
that kept them hanging on. And my friends, if you're experiencing nights of terror, there is a reason behind it. There is a reason behind it. Demons do not arbitrarily enter people's bodies or homes for no reason. They have to be given a spiritual legal right by which they can enter an open doorway. Have you, your family members, has someone on, pro- on the property opened a spiritual door to the powers of hell, to the powers of Satan? If that is the case, these doorways must be removed. If there's cursed objects in the home, on the property, they need to be expelled, driven out from the land, from the home, the dwelling place, in the authority of Jesus Christ. I mean, these evil spirits in this family were furious with me as we were breaking spiritual legal grounds that kept them hanging on to the property. I mean, they were angry and hoped to intimidate the family. The two kids were physically attacked by demons, as the as were the parents and Jackie. The demons began to throw food and other kitchen utensils at them. Water was sometimes poured on them. I mean, these devils began to start fires. One time, they burned they actually burned the garage down and wrote messages to the family. One time would appear to be blood. One late night, a spirit impersonated Jackson. Even, and even Jackie had a hard time distinguishing between the real Jackson and the demon one. But the family continued to see ghosts and other strange figures roaming around the home and property. However, through all of this, my friends, the kept the family kept their faith in God, and continued to resist the devil. So our third night there was horrific. It was a night of terror. While we were in the home, one spirit called out my name. Jackie, Elizabeth, and I all heard it. The house thumped. I mean, literally thumped violently and thundered. Within minutes of our arrival, the library was torn apart by the spirits. They started several fires in the library. And got extremely aggressive. They locked the 12-year-old in her bedroom, placing her dresser in front of her bed, uh, in front of her door. They they even threw her off of the bed she was lying on, thereby uh, placing the king-size mattress on top of her. I mean, the demonic spirits threw hammers all over the place, breaking windows, upstairs, the upstairs windows and downstairs. At one period, while while on the upstairs outdoor deck, uh, outdoor deck. They manifested in the form of a monster, which I saw with my very own eyes. It was about eight feet tall, with a huge Hulk-like figure and a shadowy form. I mean, it was I mean, it was moving so quickly outside and was heading toward the library. Elizabeth and I and a pastor friend all heard this monster rushing toward the door leading to the library. I mean, about this time, the power went out, and the demons slammed the sun into the door, door stairs, uh, downstairs wall. Uh, while he was just walking in a hallway, it caused him to bleed. The forces of evil were quite active and relentless. And now prior to us leaving, the spirits thumped again and threw a tack hammer up near the window in the foyer. The hammerhead was still stuck in the wall. The demons were making themselves known again as, as, as if they were just boasting about what was happening in the home. While the haunting and weird supernatural Stuff was still occurring. Doorways for these demons were gradually being closed. So victories were coming into place and were being realized. Occult books, which were 
which we were finding in the home, was being burned. Satanic video games were being destroyed. And generational ties were being renounced in the name of Jesus Christ who brought victory. Now, 20 minutes down the road, Jackie called my wife's cell phone and, and was in sheer terror as she explained to Elizabeth that the spirits, upon our leaving the home, took the kids and placed them in our Jaguar, driving them around the neighborhood at a dangerous speed. We quickly turned around and headed back to the home. Upon our arrival, we noticed that the spirits had placed the car in front of the home with a headlight still on. I slowly, slowly went up to the car and felt some strange demonic power surrounding the car. I, I was thinking, how dare these spirits take these precious children in harm's way? I was angry, so I walked back in the home praying out loud, and this time the demons were extremely agitated by my prayers to the Father in heaven. While reaching toward the back of the home, towards the kitchen, I saw them throw a ceramic cookie jar to the floor with the hopes of hurting me. Then as I turned the corner, they turned a corkboard at, uh, threw a corkboard at me, missing me again. The power went out, and the house began to shake like never before. I knew they were getting upset, and we just continued to pray in the name of Jesus Christ. Their time was short, and we refused to relent on, on these spiritual These spiritual attacks. We just continued on in faith in Jesus Christ. We knew that Jesus would deliver this precious, precious family. On our fourth night in this home, we experienced some milder demonic supernaturalism. This time, my mother, a retired missionary from from the continent of Africa, and a powerful woman of God came along with us. This visit was special as I led the father of the children in their prayer over the, over the children, declaring that they belong to Jesus Christ and for the demons to leave them alone. On our fourth visit, we battled the haunting and the demons behind it as they threw all kinds of objects through several different windows. Upstairs, we smelled a sulfur-like smell. Demons had been known, my friends, to manifest themselves in this manner. What was strange was that the smell was localized to a very small area. The house thumped loudly through the night. And my mother's sofa, which she was lying upon, shook through the night by these demons. You know, many many people have wondered about this case. Obviously, with all their demonic activity, people in the neighborhood, people in the church that they, they were a part of, heard about these hauntings, these nights of terror. So many wondered, why did the haunting continue? We believe that, that possibly, perhaps the hundreds of demons are on the property and in the home that need to be dealt with. Many have already been forced out. And many, many thousands have been expelled. The key is to find the entry points that have allowed these demons access and closed the doorways. Now, we've discovered some of the doorways have included the possession of occultic literature, devices, occultic paraphernalia. The removal of these cursed objects have been a priority. Another key is getting the cooperation of the head of the house. Now, the grandfather, who incidentally owns a home, we, we needed to get him to resist the demon powers. And this has been a difficult task. But sometimes the spiritual battles are like like this, they, they take time. 
Many spiritual wars last many months, and even some, in some cases, years. Just look at the, some of the devoted missionaries of past, devout men of God, servants of the Lord Jesus Christ, who served in some of the hardest places, most difficult regions of the world. And they had to fight many spiritual battles, forcing back the powers of paganism, Hinduism, Buddhism, voodooism. took time. Read some of the missionary stories. It was hard laboring in the Islamic lands of the world. It's difficult. It was difficult laboring in the lands where voodoo was so prevalent and powerful. But these dear people pressed on. And now we're seeing great victories throughout the world as a result of them leading the way, planting the seeds, praying by faith, believing that God would answer their prayers, which he has. You know, another common question is, is why has God allowed this family who are largely professing Christians to endure such attacks? There's, there's no easy answer except to say that Christians are not immune to the devil's attacks. I mean, all you have to do is look at the Apostle Paul. A messenger of Satan buffeted him, Scripture tells us. Yes, our spirit nature is forever protected, but our bodies are open to being afflicted. The Apostle Paul experienced the vicious attacks of the enemy. He writes, to keep me from being conceited because of these surpassingly great revelations, there was given me a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Another common question we get is, why doesn't the family just get up and leave the haunted house? At first I asked the family to consider this possibility, but was quickly told that they felt it needed to stay as God directed them to, and to fight the demons. Besides, the demons have followed them anyway. On one family outing up north, they found themselves being haunted. So who am I to tell them to leave when God has told them to stay? We just continue to love and support them as they walk with God through these very difficult attacks. It's been my experience in dealing with these kinds of hauntings. One needs to be persistent in prayer and continue to look for the doorways that lead to the demonization of the lives that are there on the property and the demonization of the home. When we do that, and when we do find them, we call for the repentance of sin and renunciation. We pray over the family, the pets, the property, the individual rooms of the home. We spiritually anoint the home, participating in Holy Communion. We command the evil spirits to cease their activity in the name of Jesus Christ. We have discovered when one cooperates with the will of the Holy Spirit, victory is realized and the family is freed from the hauntings and from experiencing the nights of terror. And we have seen tremendous, powerful, holy victories in this family's life. 
people coming to Jesus Christ. Precious souls being delivered from evil spirits. Precious saints being strengthened in their faith as a result of having to go through all these various attacks. They've come out stronger than ever before. Clinging to the hope and the love and the power and joy of Jesus Christ. There is victory in Jesus' name. There is victory. Do not fear, Jesus says. Do not fear. For he that is in you, Jesus Christ, is greater than he that is in the world. That is a fact. That is the truth. That is what the scriptures clearly, boldly proclaim. Jesus is Lord. Lord And Lord Jesus Christ, I thank you for your power. I thank you for your amazing grace and love. And Lord Jesus, touch each and every family member who are suffering horrible attacks at night, who are experiencing nights of terror. Be with each and every one. Give them your presence, your peace, your love, your joy, your power. Your glory upon them. Lord Jesus, set them free. Set them free. And in the authority of Jesus Christ, I command every evil spirit to let go, to release these precious people. Go in Jesus' name. Now, in the authority of Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, fill them. Fill them with your presence, your power on this night. In Jesus' name. Amen. Now, my friends, I would encourage you, if you have opportunity, to visit my my homepage at www.jbartlett.org. That's jbartlett.org. Be sure to browse my more than 25 volumes on a variety of topics and, and issues and subjects, ranging from our authority in, in Jesus Christ to exposing the occult, to understanding the deeper truths of the Holy Communion. I've written these volumes to reach people for Jesus. And many, many, many hundreds around this globe are finding strength, are being trained to be soldiers of the cross, and are reaching family members and friends and loved ones with the gospel message. I don't feel like, feel like I'm necessarily a trained writer or, or necessarily a gifted one. I write because I'm wanting to get the information that the church at large is not generally dealing with. I want to get the information out on these deeper truths so people could be reached with the love of Jesus, with the message of the cross. So be sure to go to my website, jbartlett.org today. Browse my more than 25 volumes. And if you're interested in any of the topics, the good news is they're free. You can simply download the information and read it your, with your heart's content and be blessed. That's jbartlett.org. 
Thank you for your kind emails. Thank you for your support, your love, as we endeavor to travel this world with the overcoming power of Jesus Christ. And my friends, be encouraged. Though Satan may come, and he will come, he's a destroyer. He's a killer. He's a murderer. He's a liar. But remind yourself, he's a defeated foe. Satan is defeated by the blood and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And we, children of God, brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ, we are united in the Lord Jesus Christ in the heavenly realms, where we are hidden in him. That is a safe place to be. No devil. No curse, no evil can penetrate to that hidden place. We are safe in his love. Remind yourself of that very truth. I bless you, my friends. In the name of the Father, of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Toby Mack with the challenge for Jesus Freaks from the Voice of the Martyrs. The Bible tells how Jesus suffered on his way to the cross. I offered my back to those who beat me, my cheeks to those who pulled out my beard. I did not hide my face from mocking and spitting. Another passage describes the scene on Calvary. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him and by his wounds we are healed. These vivid accounts of Jesus' death are not from the New Testament. They're from Isaiah, written prophetically more than 600 years before Christ was born. For more from the Voice of the Martyrs, go online to persecution.com. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.